Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I wanted to talk about, I suppose, the, the power of photography or, or or even defining it back a bit further is the power of a single photo. That what how powerful can a single image be? And what, you know, have you have you been able to create an image for your photographic journey that changes people's minds about something? So they've seen it and then they've seen that photo and then had a complete kind of, you know, three sixty change of heart on something um, as a result of the, seeing that photo. And I think this has happened through the course of history with photography. Many people, like I said, have had an idea about something or had an opinion on something, but then they see a photograph and then the photograph can actually make them completely rethink their position. I mean, this happened during. this has happened a number of times, I think, during war and stuff like that, where sometimes the atrocities have been captured very raw and very powerfully in a photograph that when someone's seen that photograph it's kind of given them a whole new understanding of the situation like I said it may even change the way people think and I think that's one of the you know the important things as photographers you've got a medium that you can can be extremely powerful so it can like I said it can change people's positions on many, many different things. And I think we're seeing it happen, you know, like people are using photography to, I suppose, show the plight of the environment and what's happening and um, some of the destruction. And by illustrating and putting in photographs so people can see it, sometimes that's easier than trying to, I suppose, describe what's happening in an area. You know, if you said, oh, this place was a beautiful lush green oasis with birds and you know all this wildlife and greenery and then something has happened in that area that's changed completely and it become a very barren and a very kind of desolate looking place sometimes like a photograph can really make people think especially when you see the before and after and I think that's that's a powerful thing too that the before and after photograph is because you can see that progression you can see that timeline within the photograph I think it's, you know, we've seen over the years too, like people have taken the, the timeline photographs of someone growing up. So they've taken a picture of a child, you know, and every year they take another picture and it's like when when you put it together and you watch. So you can see in the photographs how that child's aged from a, you know, a small child and how they've grown into an adult. Sometimes people put them into like a slideshow or can create a, a video of it so you can actually see that progression happening kind of in front of your eyes. And I think that's that's always fascinating. I think that's one of the one of the powerful uses of photography is that we can tell many different stories with photography. And like I said, some images are very poignant and very powerful. And I think that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people strive in their photography to try and create images that will change people's minds or evoke a certain response from the person or the viewer that's looking at it whether it be about 
um, human rights or whether it be about the environment, whether it be about some other you know, injustice, social injustice that's happening somewhere. I think photography has become a a fantastic tool for people to use because it, it's a tool now that so many people have access to. Once upon a time, creating great images was probably, you know, much more difficult when the equipment was, yeah, it was pretty much all manually set with manual focus and manual exposure and that type of stuff. And now of the advent of modern cameras, you know, the camera can pretty much just do everything. You point it at what you want to shoot and the camera will expose it and um, capture the image. So I think it's, like I said, it's it's interesting to think about those photos now. Does there any photos that come to your mind that are those type of photos, those ones that are such a powerful image that it lingers with you? And I, sometimes, like I said, I've seen images and I think one of the, some of the places where you can see the most powerful and most, you know, sometimes emotive photographs in the world is something like the World Press Awards. And the World Press Awards travels around various different countries and I've been fortunate enough to visit uh, one of the exhibitions of the World Press Awards and there is some very confronting images, but they're very powerful images, but they sometimes they're photographs that need to be taken because I think the the story that they tell and the truth that they you know uncover is important for us all to look at. And I think this is what happened, like I said, you know, the famous picture of the Napang girl, the little girl running with her clothes had been blown off. You know, that was a, a pivotal moment in, I think, the Vietnam War that people saw that and saw the plight of how everyday civilians were being, and particularly children, had been how the, the war was impacting on them. And I think that's to said as photographers, we're... We, we're very lucky to have this medium now that we can use and to change things or, you know, show somebody something different and have them, you know, maybe like move their compass or move their position on it once they once they see the photographs, particularly if it's done truthfully. And the same can be said, I mean, unfortunately not all photography is truthful. So you do have to kind of always have the um uh, the BS radar running on some photographs that you'll see that are completely maybe staged or, or mocked up or just, you know, created to where the narrative is telling you something, but that's not really the truth. Um, but like I said, it's like everything. It's a double-edged sword. Every time you have something that's powerful that can be used for good, someone will tend to find a way to use it for evil as well. So it's kind of like... You can't always have your cake and eat it, but like I said, it's it's kind of interesting. I think that the the good guys in the photos win out more times because when there's truth in the photo, it'll never be disproven. If it's a truthful if it's a truthful fact photo, no one has to worry about down the track it being uncovered and being said, Oh, this is actually a lie, this didn't happen. Photos that are faked eventually always are uncovered at some point. I think there was a famous, you know, wildlife photograph a few years back that won a competition and then it turned out that the animal and it wasn't even actually alive. I think it was like a stuffed, you know, animal from like a from a um but that would normally be on display in a museum or, or something like that and was palm tried to be palmed off as being a you know, a real animal. And I think things like that will be caught out because someone at some point will spot 
some error or spot something in there and then and I said this many photos have been now disproven not to be a true photograph and I suppose that's a, that's another whole you know area of conversation about what is a true photograph and a true photograph I suppose really is what the eye can see if you can stand in that spot and if you were to experience that particular event or that particular scene at, at any given time and the photograph captured it exactly the way your eye would see it. You know, I think that that's really a true photograph where sometimes, like I said, photographs are manipulated to change the to change the scene or to change the the meaning of the scene. And then I think then that's at the point when you know the photos actually lose their truth. They're not they're no longer truthful because they've been. Uh, and look, as photographers, we use that we use that to our advantage. Um, quite often when we're doing something, sometimes we want to present something, we want to present it in a nice way. So we'll kind of bend the truth a little bit in the way we shoot it or the way we light it. Um, we may hide some of the, the ugliness through the creative, you know, the use of creative lighting to give it the scene, make it much more, I suppose, pleasant. And I think this happens quite often. People see real estate photos and they see this amazing house and they go, wow, look at these photos, this is great. And when they go and and when they actually go and you know have inspect the property, they actually find that the it looks very different from how the photos were capturing it. It didn't look as clean or it didn't look as bright or it didn't look as as inviting as what the photograph suggested. And I think that's the like I said, that's sometimes what happens with photographs. But in this episode I'm kind of talking about I suppose the, the power of a truthful photo and what a truthful photo can actually do when you know, it's presented to people to, like I said, for a particular reason, whether it be, like I said, um, because there's been a social injustice or some other other thing has happened. And I think what we're going to see, you know, with the stuff that's happening over in, in the Ukraine at the moment, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's happened over there that, unfortunately, I think there's people documenting that. So it can be shown at a later point what some of the things that actually went on. Um, because people will quite often deny something, but um, sometimes, like I said, you know, there's, there's, there is that adage about, you know, a photo doesn't lie or a photo's worth a thousand words. And like I said, there's truth in that, but there's also, there also is some doubt in that as well. I think that one of the, at the moment, if you think about one of the most, I suppose, contested photographs that's, you know, been, and look, I think most people will have seen the photograph of Prince Andrew with Glenn Maxwell. And the young girl who um, you know, has claimed that she was tra- trafficked through that you know whole whole thing, and the photograph um, with uh, appears like Prince Andrew has got his arm around her, and it's she they're all standing there posing for the photograph, and he denies that it's it's actually a real photograph. And you know, like I said, there's there's people on both sides. Some people are going to say yes, I, I think this is real. Other people are going to say I don't think it's real. I think it's been manufactured. And like I said, this is sometimes a danger that a photograph sometimes can be, it can be difficult sometimes to tell what's real and what's not real. But, you know, I think each person's going to take away um, based, I think in, in a situation like that, the photograph only really tells a very small part of the story. There's lots of other information that people would use to make their mind up to to, to work out to think about whether the photograph was real or whether it was actually manufactured. And and I suppose the yeah, you know, it's a, one of the challenging times ahead with 
AI intelligence now that people can in, in, indeed fake photographs to look incredibly realistic. And I mean, the whole concept of where people can make a video and the video can basically have a celebrity and they can basically then put in, have that celebrity doing or saying or whatever they want. And for all intents and purposes, someone sees that video and they can believe that that person's actually saying that. That's really those deep fake you know, videos and deep fake kind of photographs. It's interesting because people will quickly want to believe it. Like that's the first thing I think people, there's a natural tendency with photographs for you to, when you first see it, you'll believe it. Like it's, you think, oh, that look at that, that, that really did happen. And then quite often, like I said, you know, in the case of the of that award-winning, you know, animal photograph that was later proved to be, it wasn't actually um, a real photograph um, of a real animal. Well, in the it wasn't it wasn't what was trying to be presented was untruthful. It wasn't that of an it was a you know an animal, but it wasn't alive. So I think these things are kind of always interesting things to think about. And I think as photographers, you know. There's one thing you can try and strive to do in your own imagery is that is to be truthful in the in the images that you put out there, and like I said today, with the, the many many tools available to people, that um, the way you can manipulate a photograph to create a completely new photograph, which can completely change the completely change the the story. And and if, when you think about it, sometimes what you know if you're writing writing us something down. By changing one or two words, can completely reverse what you're saying, and similarly, some subtle changes within a photograph can completely change it from saying one thing to a completely different thing. And again, it leaves the viewer then they have to decide whether it's actually truthful or not. And I think that is a challenge sometimes. So I think it always, like I said, it, it's a it's a challenge for everyone to understand what's real and what's not real. And I think when people do create real photographs, and this is, I suppose, the the irony of it, sometimes when someone does actually create a, you know, they've captured something really unique and something quite powerful, that then people will straight away question it, say, oh, that's fake, you photoshopped it. And it's kind of like, so some people's, I suppose, stand at go-to position, if it looks too, if it looks too good to be true, straight away they're going, straight away they're BS. A pointer is going to say, "This is not real. This has been manufactured." Um, and sometimes, like you know, it's been then that person's been able to prove that no, that that image is actually a real image. It's it actually happened. That's exactly how it was. It's not fake at all. And again, that's said it's the challenge of the photographer, and and it's, I suppose it's we didn't run. And I think look, ever since photography was invented. There was people, I suppose, from the early days working out how they could manipulate the medium to do things that would look unreal. You know, there was a lot of, I suppose, tricks that people did with double exposure and they did tricks with in the dark room with um, composite-type imaging where they used, like, two negatives, um, creating one, one print and combining two negatives together and being able to do things like that, which, you know, people, and I'm sure there was a lot of photographs that probably were published, you know, in the early 19th century, that some of them weren't true, that some of them were totally manufactured, 
but they may still, you know, it's like urban myths. Sometimes people, you know, growing up hear stories about particular things and they become a part of their belief system. They're things that you kind of values that you believe or things that you think have happened. And then later on in life, you actually then find that it was not based on fact. It was just purely a myth. And you kind of believe this stuff that you've grown up with all your life. And I think that happens with photographs. There's been a number of photographs out there that people have grown up believing to be true and at some point being proved as fake. And I think, interestingly, it happens a lot, I suppose, in the art world. You see a lot of the, sometimes these, images of artworks that are when they've been able to x-ray them they've been able to find all this information out that's happened in the background how the photo's been modified or how it's been changed and it those changes could give it a complete new different meaning so what the original artist might have set out to do someone might have later in life of that photograph or that painting has actually gone in and made some changes to it to give it a completely different meaning and I think that's kind of yeah so it's really hard I think sometimes to don't to and I think that's why some people don't trust that they don't trust everything they see unless they kind of seen it with their own eyes but if it's someone's presenting something to them in a in an image or a photograph they're going to question it whether it's actually real or not in this episode of focus I'm talking about the power of the photograph you know the, the power for good and the power for evil Because, you know, if you create a photograph, say, for instance, putting somebody at a particular, you know, in a a particular location with a particular bunch of people when that person actually wasn't really there, you know, and then accuse that person of doing something in that particular scene and the photograph kind of goes, well, well, you were there, there's a photograph, even though that person may never have been to that location. And again, it's really challenging. I think it's, you know, and I know that how many times has somebody gone to jail, been prosecuted for something they didn't do based on some mocked up evidence, maybe you know, via a photograph or, or whatever, and then later on find out that you know that that's proven to be incorrect. And like I said, it's a, that would be a very scary time for somebody, I think, if they ever went for that situation where they were actually accused of something and then had some false false evidence created to place him in a particular place him in a particular scene at a particular time and I think that's uh yeah that would be a real challenging thing to kind of live with so I think just thinking back to your own photography and the only you know, the type of images that you create how much do you think about the truth in the image how much do you think about trying to be as truthful as possible be as truthful to the scene as possible we do see in a lot of pictures people take a lot of artistic license, particularly when it comes to colours and stuff like that. I mean, you know, pictures of sunsets, sometimes people get quite, I suppose, artistic in the way they post-process it and mix up the colours, maybe change the, the hue or saturation in the colours to give the sunset, you know, um, a completely different look to how it really was, seen by the naked eye. And... I mean, sometimes too what happens is, you know, when you do take a photograph with the camera, what's, you know, particularly in a longer exposure, particularly in sunset sometimes, like a long exposure sunset can bring out a lot more colour than seen by the naked eye. Is it being truthful or is it being 
untruthful? What is it you know, when someone does that? So if they use something like a, a mechanism like long exposure to kind of capture more, I suppose, colour in there rather than maybe going in there and saturating it. And I think this is, yeah, this happens in a lot of different types of um, photography that some techniques will allow you to get kind of a bigger slice of the pie but in the, in the same size dish, if so to speak. So I think it's kind of, um, yeah, I always sometimes, like I said, I look at some images and I go, I've never seen a sunset like that in my life. I've never seen the sky go that colour or all the, you know, these different things. And it's interesting because some people do really like that. Um, so sometimes people just like to see those very bright things, but other people like to see truth. They like to see how it, will, how it really was and what type of things, you know, were there present at the time, what type of colours were in the sky. So, yeah, I think it's it's always interesting. So I think everyone can kind of go down that path of creating themselves a, a truthful photography and then at times, like I said, but also people who might do that might at times then look at how they can manipulate that photograph to to tell a different story. And, I, you know, is that wrong to do that? Is that... You know, have you thought about morally, is that the right thing to do? And I think it's always, you know, it's like a lot of things with law. You know, it's what was the intent. You know, if your intent was to trick people to, you know, potentially say defraud them or something, then I think that's, then you're crossing the line. But if it was because how you feel like the, the image of a of a super saturated sunset it's something that you kind of, in as you're standing there, you kind of can visualise that yourself with what's happening. Sometimes, like I said, is that is that is that fine? Is that okay to do that? I don't know. It's, it's kind of like one of those things that's everyone has their own way of doing things, and and I suppose they have all. Everyone has their own moral compass, I suppose, as well. Which what they feel it can be, you know, is crossing the boundary to what you know. So so my boundary might be different to your boundary. Um, is that wrong? You know, am I right and you're wrong or am I wrong and you're right? So it's kind of, it's always interesting and I think that's one of the challenges in, in the art world is people always try and push boundaries and some people say, oh, this person's too, you know, he's gone too far and, you know, I suppose define what is too far and define, I suppose it depends on what the, consequences of that person going too far i think if it, if it goes too far to harm someone or create i suppose create a uncomfortable situation for someone like i said by putting someone in a scene where where they weren't really there but then show that to the world because quite often you know the old the old adage about if you throw enough mud it will stick quite often this happens with people that you know once the damage is done there's people just there's no coming back from it. People kind of can't ever get away from the fact that someone's seen this photo. It's like you, know, you hear that you hear that phrase sometimes that some things just can't be unseen. So once you've seen it, it's kind of burnt into the memory, and you know you you kind of um, yeah you just can't erase that and say, well, I ne- I just want to rewind the tape. I'm not going to look at it. It's going to be erased. I'm not not going to think about it. And like I said, the other thing is to think about too if photographs that or images that you've seen that has had a lasting effect. And and I've talked a little bit about the 
um, World Press Awards, and I can just remember. So they had a section, um, and they divided it into a couple of different sections, and they had the really, I suppose, gritty pictures were in a separate gallery. So people could look at general stuff, but when you went into that, you kind of knew that some of the stuff was going to be quite confronting. And I've known people who have gone in there and have had to leave like they've just it's just been such a overload of information and trying to process some of the image they see um that it made them extremely uncomfortable or or they had a very strong emotional reaction to seeing those images and I just remember there was someone who was going to do a presentation at one of these things and they went into the that section where the really gritty stuff was before they were meant to do a presentation and once they got in there and started seeing these images they become so overwhelmed they had to leave and they couldn't actually go off and do a presentation in another part of the exhibition because it was such a like I said it had really connected on such a I suppose a deep emotional level with them that they just couldn't unsee that until they had to go away and process it and I suppose come to terms with dealing with some of that stuff and I think that's the thing like we you know people sometimes see stuff and I can just remember you know there was a um, very you know big bushfire disaster in Australia um, you know back in the end of 2019-2020 you know and, and there were some horrific scenes of um, bushfires and one of the haunting pictures that kind of always stuck in my mind was this kangaroo stuck on a fence and it's just burnt completely you know he'd been trying to escape the bushfire had got to this fence the fence was an obstacle and that's where the that's where the animal died and you know you just look at it and and it's such a powerful image and I can remember I was at a um, presentation where the photographer talked about that image and they nearly like didn't take that image because they saw it and immediately were kind of you know affected by it but did still take the image the image did get published and even though it was a pretty hard image to view it told a really powerful story so it was a very powerful image because it told the plight of these um, animals that were trying to escape the bushfire outrun the bushfire and what you know got got cornered by the fence and couldn't get out of that area so i think that's the, the thing about photographs you know they can be extremely powerful which we can use that for good. And I think, you know, most photographers, that's how they probably set out to do their photography is they want to be as truthful as they can, hope that their photographs bring some type of compassion or some type of peace or some type of comfort to the viewer. And I think so people do, you know, and I think when people create family portraits, those images of happy family, you know, situation can sometimes be very calming and very, therapeutic for people down the track when they lose one of their you know family members and they've got that but they've still got that photograph of that beautiful moment that was captured of the family together that sometimes that helps people I suppose deal with the grief and they deal with the the challenges because that was a truthful photo because at the time that's how everyone was feeling or or everyone everyone was so in this episode of focus been talking about the power of photograph they are incredibly powerful like I said Everyone out there listening will have their own idea about what what they think of photo, yeah, different photographs, and I'm sure everyone will have a photograph or two in their mind that they've they've looked at at some point and it's had a very strong 
um, emotional connection with them and, and left them really thinking or even left them um, to the point where they've actually changed their opinion on something. Look, until next time, enjoy your photography. Keep safe and we'll talk again real soon. This has been Stephen for Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. See you. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.